Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 445, recorded live on Saturday, January 9th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who Samsung should owe some money to, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who also would love to get some of that Samsung moolah, Andy Lowe. Hi. Well, why does Samsung owe me money? Wasn't that, was that, like, didn't we have that smart fridge idea, or is that kind oh, of just... Oh, because they're, they're making a smart fridge, like yeah. what we talked about, like, eight years ago, and you and Kate were saying, no, 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 that that's stupid and would never, ever happen. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know that Samsung just likes to steal ideas from other people. Ho! So, Granted, you know, yeah, that whole Samsung versus Apple case. <laughs> totally not surprised, but yeah, yeah, that's a thing. We'll talk about it. Hi, yeah. Andy. Hello, Dave. How's your New Year's going? It's good. Cool. Very cool. I'm going to have a problem with my New Year's. Which is? I'm going to have like four cavities because someone sent me five bags of caramel apple pops. <laughs> well, you said you liked caramel apple pops. God damn it. We even got you a bowl. That you could you put got me them a in. bowl to put them in a D twenty bowl, which is awesome. God damn you guys! Thank you so much. I've already had like six of them. <laughs> that was my dessert last night. I went to a friend's for dinner. He made shepherd's pie. It was delicious, and then I had caramel apple pops for dessert. I feel like you should go to your dentist and give him like our address and be like, "Here, send your Christmas cards to these people," <laughs> or send the bill. Don't send the bill, no. We're not eh. we don't have a gun to your head forcing you to eat these things. The bill would also be zero dollars, Andy. Ah. Insurance is a wonderful thing. True. Very true. Yes, I'm actually now on my own vision and health insurance this year. What crazy. It was actually cheaper for Kate to be on her own insurance by herself and me to be on my own insurance by myself than it was for either one of us. To do the shared plan. To do the shared plan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Shared plans are really expensive <laughs> because it's either one person or many people. Well, the, the shared plans are, it's it's the one, the pair, and then the family. Oh, I don't even have a, a pair option. I oh, have we, a ha- one. we have a pair option, but even then it was cheaper for us to go individually yeah. than it was for I, us together. Although what I've, what I've heard of some people doing, which kind of borders on insurance fraud, semi-sort of. Uh, is for, for both people to do the pair. Okay, why would you do that? Because then you're covered under two plans. So for things like dentistry, where the plan provides for two cleanings a year, if you do the pair of them, then that's four cleanings a year. Two under your plan and two under someone else's. Please note, this may qualify as insurance fraud. I am not a lawyer and do not know. <laughs> that also would cost so much money. Eh, depends on how much you're paying for dental. True, very true. Probably be cheaper just to purchase the extra cleanings if you really wanted four cleanings a year. That yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with just two times of people sticking stuff in my mouth. <clears throat> that's what she said. <laughs> I thought about that as soon as I said it. I'm like, oh, that's nope. Yeah, yeah, you went there and did that. Sorry, my bad. That's all right. You're not bad at it. You just set me up for it. It's fantastic. It's why the show is so successful. So, Dave, have you gotten Look, any snow yet? I, I wish I could just, like, point a camera outside and show you. Yes. Yes, we did. We got quite a bit, in fact. Why do you ask? Because it's going to be coming this direction. <laughs> oh, you mean like, like, oh. You mean, like, in the last 24 hours? Uh, winter storm warning starts at 7 p.m. Saturday through 7 p.m. Sunday. No, we got nothing. Oh, Yesterday we're going to was- have supposedly going to have five to nine inches yesterday was was warm and foggy it was like 38 degrees yeah it was foggy here and it was raining which was good because then all the you know the snow pile just gets lowered a little bit but yeah no it's going to be am i supposed to get snow i don't think so it's supposed to like rain all day today you you have the internet in front of you dave yeah i'm going there right now yeah no it's it's like a little bit of snow around like three o'clock and rain the rest of the day, and that's it. Yeah, no, it's supposed to, let's see, rain. I don't know where this storm is that's about to hit you, but it is not here. Oh, uh, let's see, rain, snow showers all the way through Sunday, and it's going to be, be below freezing, down to 15 on Sunday. Monday is going to get up to 22, more snow Tuesday, more snow Wednesday, and then it's just going to be cold the rest of the week. I'm loading the radar. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, go look at the radar, Andy. All right, radar maps. All right. Oh, that's where it is. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's it's nice out here because it's like 80 miles south. <laughs> but it, it must be coming up. Yeah, you go to uh, you go to Chicago, then we got problems. Yeah. No, we're fine up here. We got nothing. Actually, all the snow is melting, and so we just got, like, puddles. I thought you meant, like, a week ago or two weeks ago when we had a snowstorm, and it was a pain in the ass. No, yeah, no, I'm talking about, like, right now. But, yeah, no, if you were in Illinois rather than Wisconsin, you'd be having problems. But eh, It wouldn't, doesn't look like it's that bad down there. A lot of it, that blue stuff is the frozen stuff. Yeah, especially that edge right next to where it's raining. Yeah, where you get, like, the, the mix. That's gross. That's gross. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not where I am. <laughs> there is nothing around me. It's actually supposed to get sunny later today. Oh, uh, not later today. It's supposed to be sunny tomorrow. Ah. We just have cloud cover today. Yeah, no, we're supposed to have uh, between three to four and four to six inches of snow. Are you prepared? Uh, prepared to sit inside all day? I yeah. can be. You what? To, to be prepared to sit inside all day. Yeah, no, I can do that. Yeah, but yeah. like you've got food, you've got candles, Oh yeah, if no, we have we have candles, that's for certain. If your power goes out, are you going to be okay? Um, we'll call up some of our friends in the area and go, "Hey, do you have worse comes to worse?" Um, because I work at the radio station and we're in LP2, which means we're we're second in line for emergencies. Um, we got a backup generator at the building and at the transmitter site. And the building also has a shower in the basement. So worst comes to worst, I could go to work and shower and stay warm and, you know, move, use the microwave and such. Move into work temporarily? Wouldn't be too bad, you know. The only one who's working in the basement, I could easily, you know, commandeer one of the offices and put an air mattress in there. It could work. Okay. That's assuming you can get to work. It's a 10-minute drive, and I've got either, A, my Explorer with all-wheel drive, or Kate's Jeep with, you know, Jeep-locking four-wheel drive. Do you have winter tires on? No. Okay, because so remember, we talked problem. about four-wheel yeah, I know. versus I, we winter. We talked about four-wheel drive versus winter tires. Yes, I know that. That four-wheel drive doesn't actually do all that much. No, but, you know, we can put it into the rock crawler four-wheel low it will take us some time, but we probably could get through whatever we need to get through. Okay. Just making sure. No, I, I don't want Oh, I know. I know, like, you know, once we have a place to actually store the tires, I will gladly get snow tires yeah. for our vehicles. All right. Well, then. Wait, are we, you storing your own tires, or are you having them store your tires? I just have them store it. Okay. It's an extra, like, 80 bucks. I guess I should probably store them now myself because I can. I have garage space for it. Yeah, maybe I'll do that next time. Well, they're already paid for. Like, they're already storing them. So might as well let them store them. True. Um, anything else new and exciting? Oh, sorry. People here um, are pretty excited because of football. I am. The uh, the Packers are in their seventh straight playoff. Okay. Uh It's a thing out here. <laughs> Thought maybe I'd comment on it, see if it got a reaction. Clearly uh, not, so we'll change topics. Uh, well, out here, it's either lions or bears. Oh, my? No, tigers start in February. Ah. But no, we, uh, sorry, I got distracted by, uh, we had a new guy who got hired down in our company down in Evansville, Indiana. Okay. Um, he... And what, he's texting you? I... No, it's one of his pictures that he just posted was, uh, him at something, uh, with an Iron Man t-shirt on. This guy is like a bigger comic book nerd than, um, I think most people. You or your boss. Yeah. Oh, so okay. he fits right in. Yeah. You want to maybe focus on what we're doing though? Sorry. Possibly. My apologies. Just maybe. Football, you were going to say something about the lions and the bears. That's that's all we care about in this area, in this neck of the woods. You're you're a hundred and twenty miles away from me, Andy. I know, but you have to get through Chicago in order to get up there. That whole like body of water kind of screws things up. It does, it does. I've got people in the office, you know, who are from Wisconsin who are excited that the Packers are in the playoffs. There you go. Well but that's people there. It's a small handful of people there. They're ex-Wisconsin Patriots. Whatever. Ex- Wisconsin expatriates. Wisconsin expatriates, yes, thank you. I was trying to figure out how to word that. Yeah. We didn't talk about it at the last episode, but all the college bowl games happened. Well, one of them's left. The championship? Yes. Who's playing? Clemson and Alabama, because MSU got their butts handed to them. Yeah, that was not good. Michigan won, though. 
Michigan won rather handily. Oh, Florida. yeah. Like, pretty solid win. So that's nice. But yeah, we're headed into playoff season up here, which means everyone's going nuts about the Packers. Which means any time that there's a game, it's not the time to go out to eat at most restaurants. <laughs> they will either A, be full of people watching the Packers game, or B, they will be empty and the staff will be all be in the back watching the Packers game. It's just a bad time to go out. I don't. Yeah, no, that that's just bad. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Which is kind of funny because we went actually out to lunch um, during the Michigan football game in Ann Arbor. Nobody was around. It was kind of surprising. Oh, yeah. If you can do it like during lunch, during the game, that's great. But not for the Packers. I mean, you, okay. you will have no competition for anything. It's a great time to go shopping, but you will be like ignored. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I. I yeah. It was like the time where uh, it was a March Madness and it was Western Michigan and MSU, I think this year, were like playing in like the first two games or the first two like things that were right away. So I went out because I normally go out for lunch at the start of March Madness, right? Mm-hmm. That was not a smart idea to do that in this town because either nope. A, everybody was there for the Western game or B, everybody was there for the MSU game. It's like, oh, no. I remember working at the community college, though, and going to, like, one of the the smaller tech departments, and they had five 40-plus-inch TVs all split so that they were all showing four games at the same time. So there were 20 different games going on. I probably could do that at work if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. Just, like, thinking about it, it's like, how could I do that at work? Could be possible, but no. I'll be the good employee. (laughs) Not using company resources for that? Yeah, no. So, uh, before either one of us gets in any more trouble, should we actually, you know, talk about some topics? I I guess. How about that smart fridge? Oh, yeah, CES. CES! It's the new year, so it's a new CES. Uh, There's always crazy things, and things that may first appear crazy, but then stop looking so crazy later on. Smart fridge. Smart fridge. So here's here's a thing about the smart fridge. I kind of need it. I just went through my fridge at uh, the very end of last year because I was preparing for a party. I was preparing to have a bunch of people over. And so I needed to make room in my fridge. So I'm like, okay, let's get rid of all of the expired stuff in the fridge. And like, I don't, I, it's not like I have expired steaks sitting in there or rotting fruit sitting in there. But the mustard, pull out the mustard, look at the expiration date, 2014. <laughs> Mayo expired back in like July. Like condiments. I don't go through condiments very quickly. There was a block of cheese. Didn't have any mold. Zero mold. It expired months ago. What type of cheese was it? Because, you know. It was like vacuum sealed something or other. I don't even remember. You could, you could just say you're just aging the cheese for yourself. Uh, I don't think it works like that, Andy. I'm not a cheese maker. <laughs> I don't know these things. <laughs> But like a fridge that as as I put things into it and say like I've got this here's the barcode and then it could say okay that's going to expire at x would be pretty damn useful. No, that probably would be, yeah, useful. I love the fact though that it will tell you when you need to buy certain foods, tell you if they're on sale and sometimes even let you order them. That's the fun bit where it's like yeah, you're running low on milk. You'll probably run out of milk by this time. Hey, look, milk is on sale at Kroger. Yep. Or not even on sale, but just the price is down. Because yeah. we talked about that recently, that milk and eggs actually fluctuate in price. Yes. Which is weird. So it's a thing. Door-mounted speakers? Really? It has to talk to you. Uh. Besides, if I can put Spotify on my fridge, then I can play music on my fridge, as well as my TV and my laptop and my phone. Which you probably then could control all by your smartwatch. Yes, That's actually true. Yes. Yes, I I could. Now, the question, though, is does the smart fridge keep track of... um, Okay, so it'll let you know when you need to buy certain foods, so it should be able to keep track of your food usage, right? Hopefully. I'm not quite sure how it would do that. Like, do I pick, I'm making this recipe, or uh, is it watching things as I put them in? Because if it is, how is it handling, like, the difference between uh, a full box of chicken stock and a half box of chicken stock. I'm trying to read their press release about it, but um, it's not in English. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Google Translate to the rescue. Oh my God. Good luck. 
Longer occurs, which measures methods it can easily access features such as. That's not a sentence. Uh, Google I'm thinks sure that's a sentence. It's in a different language, but yeah. not in. Okay, refrigeration chamber mounted inside the camera can see in storage food to to the screen without having to open the door through and smartphone in refrigerator. You can see the inside can be purchased only when needed food shopping. So there are cameras on the inside that you'll be able to use so that you don't have to open the door, which is awesome, actually, because opening the door is like the most wasteful thing on a refrigerator. Oh, yeah. No, that's like we always were told. If you have a power outage, you keep don't the refrigerator open closed. the fridge. Yeah. Also, a fully stocked fridge will actually stay colder longer if the power out than an empty fridge because there's more things inside that are, you know. Depends what it's stocked with. True. If I had nothing but styrofoam in the fridge. <laughs> that would not be helpful. Why would you have a fridge full of styrofoam? Uh, don't judge me. <laughs> don't you dare judge me and my fridge habits. I don't have styrofoam in the fridge. No, you just have expired mustard. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> Nothing in the fridge is expired right now. So, what, do you, are you just going to, like, every year just go through your fridge at the end of the year and just kind of... I, I might make that a thing. Just, like, all the condiments and other stuff, just pull it out. I, I mean, the mustard is fine. It's the plastic that it is contained in is not necessarily fine at that point. Yeah. The mustard will keep... There's so many preservatives in most of what we make today. It will keep for friggin' ever. The plastic, however, not so much. So should we get away from the smart fridge? Because I feel like Kate, when she's going to be listening to it, is just going to be doing the eye rolling. That's her own problem, not mine. <laughs> I suppose we can move to other pieces of CES. You know what my biggest surprise of CES was? What's that? The Chevy Bolt. They yeah! They, Why did they, you they, like, wait for the auto show? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like... The Detroit Auto Show is literally in a week or two. You couldn't have waited for the Detroit Auto Show, Chevy, in order to basically, you know, bring out your car. The, the auto show in which, like, it's two blocks from your corporate headquarters. No, no, they announced it at CVS, the Chevy Bolt. I mean, they, they had previously yeah, they announced had, it. They had previously announced the Bolt. Uh, this is the, the all-electric as opposed to the Volt, which is the hybrid because people at Chevy are dicks. Because, hey, let's make two cars that are both electric-based, and so we'll use electric words, but we'll make them essentially sound the same. Well, the I was also kind of pissed, because when they originally announced the Volt, they said it was going to be primarily an electric car with a electric or gasoline-powered engine whose only purpose was to not actually drive the car, but just to charge the batteries. Yeah. So it was, gonna, it was going to act exactly like a diesel locomotive does. Like a diesel locomotive? I think most diesel locomotives, actually, the diesel engine powers the batteries, which then power the, the, the engine. I think... Maybe it's a diesel-electric locomotive. Yeah, diesel-electric locomotive. That's what I'm actually thinking of. I mean, it's also basically what submarines do. Yes. Or, yes, like a like a submarine as well. Right. It's a, a diesel submarine is uh, they, they go up, they run the diesel engine to charge the batteries so that when they dive, they just run on batteries. Of course, while they're near the surface, they just continuously run on diesel. Yes. But a, a nuclear-powered submarine is kind of along the same lines, but instead of, you know, diesel powering the batteries, you have a nuclear reactor. Well, no, a nuclear sub is just the, the reactor is essentially silent. Well, yeah, because you have the reactor powering the turbines, which, you know, create yeah. your power, which is stored in batteries if need be, or just, you know, yeah. running. I guess the turbines make noise. It's when they, when they run silent, I think they run on batteries, but I haven't touched submarine technology since Tom Clancy wrote his submarine book many, you many mean, years ago. The Hunt for the Red October? Well, no, he actually wrote a nonfiction submarine book. Uh, ah. What was that called? I think it was SS. Was it SSN? That would be Social Security number. Oh, sorry, no. SSN was the fiction book. What the heck was his? No oh, nonfiction was actually called Submarine. That's what it was. Okay. Submarine, a guided tour inside a nuclear warship. Neat. Yeah, no, now the Volt, like they said, oh, this is what the Volt's going to be. And then when the Volt actually came out, they're like, sorry, it's it's just another Prius. No, it it's still, because the, the Volt will still do 60 miles on pure electric. Yes. And then it'll flip on the gas after that. 
Yes. And if you a Prius. if you get somewhere, no, a Prius, the gas is running way more often than that. Trust me, I own a Prius. It is, in fact, very rare that it's on electric only. That's only if you're traveling at speeds of like 25 to 35 miles an hour. The Volt still does what they told it told us it would do. True. The Bolt is all electric. Yes. The Bolt is the Tesla of consumer automotives. So what are they claiming that the Bolt will be able to do? What did they say? 200 miles? Yeah, range of over 200 miles and a price that's around $30,000 after the $8,000 tax credit. I mean, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. 200 miles is definitely enough for your day-to-day. Oh, yeah. Heck, that's uh, that's pretty much enough for me to drive to Ann Arbor, do some stuff over there, let it recharge while I'm over there. The the real trick is that charge. How long does it take to charge? Uh, with while charging, it can hit eighty percent within an hour. It says. See, that makes it not usable for me for a trip home. No, yeah, because you're gonna have to stop somewhere for an hour. Right. Yeah. And like, even then, from my my doorstep to my parents' doorstep is four hundred miles, almost exact. Like plus or minus three miles, depending on whether or not I get off the highway at certain points. Gotcha. So I have to charge halfway, and if I'm really lucky, I. Can can get the whole way there. But really, I'd likely have to stop twice to charge. Well, then maybe uh, you should get a Volvo, or not a Volvo, uh, a VW in 2019. Because by then, they should have their, um, what do they call it, the Bud-E system? Yeah. B-U-D-D-E. What is the Bud-E system? Well, it's their uh, concept bus that they have, um, which says that they can get an 80% charge in 15 minutes. That's good. Yeah, no, cur- currently, like, the gold standard is the Tesla superchargers, which is 50% of your battery in about 20 minutes. But even that, like, the next 20 minutes is not the other 50% of the battery. No, it, it's there, kind of like there's a, there's 50% returns. God, ah! What? Oh, it's on the Engadget website. It had a vine that just started playing. It's because I hovered over it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. So I was assaulted with noises from CES. Oof, that's not good. No. But still, 80% of your battery in 15 minutes, that... Yeah, but so, but anyway, like, the, the, the day-to-day... The bolt would be fine. Yes. I'm not driving more than 200 miles in a day. Some days I do that, but those days are hopefully far in between. Yeah. So for $30,000, that's not bad. No. For a pure electric car, mm-hmm. what do I need to install in my garage so that I can charge it? That is an excellent question. One that you'll probably find out next year. Why will I find out next year? Because that's when the production is supposedly supposed to start. Ah. Which... Uh, I plan on going to the Detroit Auto Show, so uh, I have a feeling that the Chevy Bolt is going to be there, hopefully. Yeah? Are you going to get in the Chevy Bolt? Uh, Probably not, because it's probably still going to be up on the little turntable, but I could probably, you know, see what type of electrical connector is on there. You you could also see if you can get a press pass to the Detroit Auto Show. Uh, mm, I'm (laughs) guessing. I didn't mean this instant. Getting credentials. All right, here we go. Let's see. You have a tax ID? Uh, no, we don't actually yet. Oh, we don't have a tax ID yet? No. We should do it that. It's a bit complicated because there's two of us. I have told you I would be happy to relinquish control of this company. Oh, registration deadline for media applications? Um, June. December 31st. No applications oh, will be accepted after this date. That's too bad. Womp, 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 womp. Womp, womp. So where is the uh, credential online registration, pre-approved media outlets only? All right, but you don't tell me what the other, because it's probably already after the deadline. Possibly. All right. So yeah, not this year. That's for certain. Yep. So what else was at CES that was exciting? Um, I don't know. There's some overviews of like, here's the best parts of CES. All right, well, let's start working our way down one of those. Number one, best of CES from PC Mag. Uh... They have a laptop. They have another laptop that folds flat. They have a tablet that's also kind of a laptop. Phone, a smartwatch, health wearable. The smart fridge. Smart fridge. The smart fridge. Bigger TVs. 77-inch TV that's, oh, geez. OLED TVs now. Ooh, that should be nice for the darks. Did I tell you, by the way, that I got a 55-inch TV? No. I got a 55-inch TV. 
That's a big TV. It is a huge TV. <laughs> like I'm looking at tech. that's what ten inches bigger than ours. Nine, nine, um, the ten, diagonal in that range. Uh, it was broken. What? <laughs> what? I had to send it back. Oh, we really do need a sad trombone <laughs> for this episode. Womp womp womp. So you get a new TV, you get it out of the box, you put it on the wall, and it's broken. Yeah. Oh. I get it out of the box. After, I get it out probably, of the box. I slide it out and and face down so that I have access to where I'm going to attach the stand. I get the screwdriver. I figure out what needs to go where. I put it together. I pick it up with the screen facing away from me and then get it up on the stand where it's going to go. And I turn it around and I look at it. What's that really dark spot on the screen? That's kind of weird. Let me plug it in and see what happens. I plug it in. The whole screen flashes white except for that dark spot, which is not just a dark spot, but a network of dark spots that are all black. Ooh, Something got dropped on your screen during shipping. Yeah. The box didn't show any damage. It was, I don't know. The whole thing was refurbished, but I had to send it back. I got it from Woot. They actually offered to let me keep it, and they would send me, they would refund me $50. What are you supposed to do with a broken TV? I don't know. (laughs) Like, uh, I'll take the, the full return. Thank you. (laughs) We'll let you keep it and give you 50 bucks. Well, so that you don't have to worry about trying to ship it back. Well, yes, but what are you supposed to do with a broken television? I don't know. Cannibalize it for parts? Take it to a TV repair guy? I mean, if I were to, if I emailed them and said like, hey, the stand is broken, I'd like a new one. Okay, that one I could see, yes. No, if your stand then is broken. Then they could say, you know what, we will we will return it and we'll process the return if you'd like, or we'll just give you $50 and you can keep it. Yeah, because if you got it on the wall, you're not going to need the stand sort of thing. Right, or you could replace the stand or spend yeah. 50 bucks building something. Yeah. But no, this was like, the screen was dead. Dead, 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 dead. So I had to send it back. But for a little bit, I owned a 55-inch television. Our 46-inch TV is holding strong. Yep. Well, the, this was my reward and incentive uh, because I wasn't going to put it where we sit and watch TV. It was going with the exercise equipment. Ah, it's a good because call. Because I've been working out three times a week. Yeah. And, and right now we're using like a 28-inch little teeny computer monitor to watch Cutthroat Kitchen. Gesundheit. Thank you. We're watching Cutthroat Kitchen while exercising. Gotcha. And so this is because I'd like to be able to actually see what's going on instead of this teeny little screen. What are they doing? What are they using? What's going on? Have well, you we been, can talk about the new you exciting thing. Cutthroat, by the way? Uh, no. It's worth I used watching. to watch Chopped, but I haven't seen an episode of that in a while. Cutthroat's pretty good. Anyway, CES. Uh, yes. Oculus was a CES. Uh, best drone, best camera, best camera, best 3D printer. Can I talk about the hopper, the new one? The hopper? Yeah. Oh, but we're about to get to the best car, which is the Faraday FF01. But but the hopper is exciting. What, what's the hopper? So a hopper is, you know, Dish's version of the TiVo, the one that can, like, you know, skip the commercials and stuff. Sure. The new one um, supports on 4K content, so okay. it can actually record the stuff in 4K. Um Granted, there's not a lot of 4K programming out right now. Yeah. But it's got 16 separate tuners built into the box, so you can record 16 programs at one time. And I love the the fun feature is the fact that it can display four HD channels if you have a 4K TV, four HD channels in their native resolutions at the same time on one screen. So you could actually watch four things at once if you wanted to. Weird. Okay, so it's a thing. Fine, we can talk about your fancy-looking car. It's the Batmobile! Come on! Tell me I, that isn't modeled after the the uh, uh, Tim Burton Batmobile. I could... Yes, it does have a Batmobile-esque aspect to it. Faraday Future, which, if you recall, is the company made up of a bunch of ex-Tesla people. Which we talked about, was that last week or two? It was last ago? week, right. Yeah. We're like, they're building another thing in Nevada. This seems kind of fishy. Uh, they unveiled their concept car, a 1,000 horsepower, fully autonomous, all-wheel drive car. The FF01. This is not a consumer vehicle. Single-seat race car. See, the NAS- they consulted with NASA to learn that the seating position should be 45 degrees, apparently the perfect angle for driver comfort. Huh. Yeah. 
So is this a play on like the F zero F one racing thing? The F F zero one. I'm not sure because it, it's like F one racing. Yeah. Right. But it's Faraday Future. Yes. Maybe it's just the FF like Faraday Future zero one because it's their first mo- their first car and first model. Yes, I, that's what I'm thinking they're going to go for. I don't know why they does, spelled out zero. That one just seems. Does the top like slide back or something? I don't know. I mean, this is a single seater, right? This yes. is not a consumer vehicle. No. Why the hell are they spending money on this? Because it's flashy. Yeah. We, th- if they wanted people to talk about them, you make a flashy car, you take it to CES where all the geeky guys are going to go, ooh. Ah. Oh. Why is there a robot that's supposed to fold your laundry that probably doesn't actually fold your laundry? Because I guess people are too lazy to fold laundry now. I mean, I hate folding laundry. It's not bad. I hate folding laundry. I, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, the... Folding that's it's not bad at all. Okay. It's neat that though the robot will do it for you. Yep. Or would be able to because it's just a concept. It's not like I mean, they say it's a prototype, but I don't know, does it actually do the folding? Right now it's the size of an armoire and takes about five minutes to fold a single shirt. But it does fold. Yeah. So in a few years we'll be able to pop in a lump of dirty shirts and pull them out clean and neatly folded a few hours later. We live in the future, sir. We live in the future. Or I can just take my laundry basket, dump it in a thing, have it do everything that it needs to, and literally just come out. Yeah. Have a drawer pop out with all my stuff neatly folded. Yep. That's not bad. In fact, I, I'm starting to wonder if the traditional model of, of a washing machine, drying machine is correct. Like, why do you have to do them in loads? Wait, are you saying, like, every day it will wash at my, my clothes for that day? Right, like, why can't it be a continuous thing, and it just changes the water every so often? I feel like you're going to waste water doing it that way. Waste more water than what you're already using? Well, yeah. I, I bet you anything somebody has done... Uh... <laughs> oh, really? Anything. Hold on. Laundry load efficiency study. See if this comes up with something. Uh, Assessment of water savings for commercial washers. Dryer field study by Northwest Energy Efficiency. So if you look at how like dry cleaners and uh, restaurants and hotels would be doing it. I think that the 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 larger the load, the more because the more efficient I think your use of continuous processing. Yeah. Continuous batch tunnel washing system. Unrivaled productivity, efficiency, and cleaning flexibility for laundries with medium to large volume needs. So my question is, is there a way to make it more efficient for small loads where, like, I come home from work, I throw my shirt into the wash? I don't know. (laughs) We should have somebody from Whirlpool on. (laughs) Can you guys miniaturize this continuous washing thing? Because wouldn't that be, like, the ultimate, if you combine that with this auto-folding whatever? Isn't that essentially what the Jetsons had? Pretty much. And the the, the guy said that they uh, have a deal to include its technology in Panasonic washer and dryer starting in 2018. Wow. Yeah. So two years, the washers will start folding your clothing for you. So I, I, I googled future of washing machines. Yeah. Uh, Whirlpool, in its 2016 lineup of washers, dishwashers, dryers, and top-load washers, will be able to have an embedded Amazon Dash. Yes, I saw that as well. The washing machine will know when to phone out for more detergent. That's neat. It's neat, but Dash is still very limited. Yes. Right? Dash is still, here are the companies that signed up for Amazon Dash. You can only order their stuff. True. But still, it if I could program it in there to say, this is what I want to order. Yeah, but you can't. Maybe this new embedded one will work that way. Maybe, but it's still going to be, here's the limited list of products that qualify. Because here are the companies that agreed to sign up for this program. I mean, if those companies are what you use, then that's awesome. Then it works for you. True. If, if they if... aren't, then you're stuck. Yeah, okay. I, I see where you're going with that one. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? The Cassia Hub. Uh, that's the other one. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it for the PC Mag review. Then there's the Engadget review, which has other things like the uh the the, the sock that you put on your baby that is a heart rate and oxygen level monitor. Oh, that's nice. 
That's cute. Yeah, no, because before you'd actually have to put like the actual finger clip. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, the baby is not going to. It's not going to enjoy this, but this is just a sock. It is a washable booty. So that's adorable. Uh, The Recon Empire EVS. No idea what this is. This is some sort of heads up display for paintball. Yeah, you can attach a GoPro to your gun. Kind of. It's kind of like the where the army had the cameras on the end of the gun, so you could reach the camera around the corner and see. Okay. So it's kind of just taking military grade hardware and, and putting, putting it, it on the paintball. consumer level. Yeah, for paintball. Uh, detachable speakers, surround on demand. That's kind of neat. Worst part about surround sound is the wires going around your house, which most people now just use. Uh, they have Bluetooth capabilities for the speakers. Yep. Because your speakers, you know, are going to be definitely within Bluetooth range of... They better be. Yeah. So all you have to worry uh, about is power. Speaking of Bluetooth, there's a hub that extends Bluetooth for up to 1,000 th- feet. Oh. There's the Buddy Quick Charge. There's another mobile device, another big TV, uh, more Oculus-type VR stuff. Oh, the Lego Education We Do 2.0. That actually looks nice. That's kind of cute. Yeah. I wonder how much that is. It's essentially the the Lego... 280-piece robot costs only about $160. Neat. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. There's some more laptops. Razer has their new Ultrabook, Chevy Bolt, more drones. Ultrabook lets you bring your own video card. What? Oh, it's got an optional dock that transfers from a laptop to... Yeah, you can plug in a, a big... Well, that would be nice. It's kind of what I do at work. I just have the dock that plugs in where I have my monitor set up and, you know, the keyboard and the mouse and the speakers, everything for it. But it's still a laptop, so when I need to take it somewhere, just eject it from the dock and boom, I've got a laptop. Yep. No, it's a neat idea. So, yeah, that's that's that. That's CES for the most part. Okay. Ah, what else we got? Oh, this wasn't a CES. CES. And probably would never be because, oh my god, it's about to get sued into oblivion. Uh, the Integral, Integral, I don't know which pronunciation they're going with. It's a device to essentially open, it, it rips the copy protection off of 4K HDMI streams. Oh. The HD Fury. Oof. It's an HDMI converter. Yeah, no, it... it... Uh, but that that means it is it essentially rips off copy protection. Well, um, <laughs> Intel and one of the brothers are suing Legend Sky for offering the HD Fury. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the... Uh... They are going to sue them into oblivion. Yeah, no, oh, that's too bad. We've actually run into that. Laura had uh, a thing on iTunes that she can't play on her computer. She has the rights to it, but the DRM and the HDMI DRM is saying, no, you can't play this. Yeah, no, uh, Kate had an issue with that with, uh, I think it was the Duff that we just got, because it has the the ultraviolet, like, oh, here's your digital copy. Well, that won't work with her stuff. And it's like, well, we have a digital copy of it, and, you know, trying to, you know, rip the DVD because it's Sony is frickin' pain in the ass. Yep. Because they got that thing screwed up six ways from Sunday, so on a DVD player, oh yeah, it's fine, but anything else, it's like, woo. Yep. So I... (laughs) I th- I'm basically going to have to, I think, copy it one-to-one to actually, you know, get it to act normal. Yeah. Which is going to suck. But, no, this one would actually be interesting if I could do that. Oh. The, the Blu-ray player, take it to the computer. Looks like some of the, the basic models are like 150 bucks, but I don't know how legit that is, and they are getting sued. Yep. So buy them while you can. <laughs> no, uh, uh, we aren't recommending that necessarily. But, you know, if you wanted to buy something from a company and you didn't know if they were going to stick around for a while. Yeah, that would be the time. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, we could go two ways with that because we've got buying things from companies, which would bring us to Oculus's pre-orders. Okay. Uh, or Sony and DRM, which would give the Denuvo topic. So which would you like to talk about? I would like to talk about the $600 elephant in the room. The Oculus Rift. Six. Hundred bucks, six hundred dollars, five hundred uh, pounds in the UK, which is more than six hundred dollars. I will admit that's seven hundred and twenty-six US dollars. Yeah, I will admit I opened the page. I fought against the server so that I could actually get the page because the server was crashing because everyone was trying to get to the page. 
I had my credit card information entered and the mouse hovering on the confirm button. I but didn't you didn't do it. do it. I didn't do it. 600 bucks. I, I want to do it, but I just, I couldn't pull the trigger on that. Not I just, for $600. I just don't understand because wasn't the, the developer kit at, at 350 Yep. $600. Now, for what it's worth, my computer actually can run the, the Oculus Rift. I downloaded their little utility of like, check and make sure that you can actually run this because it's not a simple thing. Most people will not be able to run this. So you'd have to get the, what was it, the $1,500 Oculus Rift PC bundle? Yeah, the bundle. So it's like a $900 computer. I I couldn't do it. I couldn't convince myself that this was an appropriate price for this. I agree. This $600 is not an appropriate price for that. I still think if they had done it for like $200... I mean, right now, even at $600, they're sold out through June. It's supposed to start shipping in March. It will, if you buy one now, you are expected to get it sometime in June. Can you still order the developer kit or no? I don't know. Let's see if you can still order the DK2. Probably not the DK2. Sold out. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's a very flashy webpage. No, developers, developer center. Maybe that's where I go. Uh, nope, I don't see it there. Yeah, but if if they had sold it at $200 and sucked up the loss, keeping in mind that Oculus is owned by Facebook, they have the money to soak up that loss. They would have made, they wouldn't have made, like they would have lost a ton of money because they would have lost money on everyone sold, but they would be everywhere. Yes. Every house would have an Oculus. I don't think I'd go that far, but... Would you have bought one at $200? No. Really? Yeah. Was there a price point at which you would have bought it? I I would need a reason to buy it. And right ah. now, the reason to buy it are parlor tricks, basically. Okay. Fun little things So you're, you're waiting aren't... to see where it goes. It, it needs a killer app is what it does. I mean, any games? Eh? Eh? I, the things that are on there right now are just... What is the killer app that you see for the Oculus? I don't know, which is why I... Would that be like if if people started making 3D point of view, 360 degree movies? I I don't know. I just don't... I don't see what the killer app is. Okay, so Bri even had the Samsung one, right? And I tried that one out and that was, you know, okay. I've got my Google Cardboard here. I've tried that out. That's okay. I I still don't see the killer app of the VR software yet. Everybody's like, oh, you could do this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, all right, can you do that now? No, we can't. We don't have the hardware capabilities of it yet. I seem to recall you saying something very similar about smartphones. What? And wearables. I I still don't see the, the... Wearables, I can start to see where they're going now with that one, especially since it's an extension of your phone. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Many times where I've, you know, heard my phone go off, I just look at my watch and go, oh, no, I don't need to worry about that. Or somebody's calling. <laughs> what was really great was today we were working on some stuff with our web stream at work the other day, and I was in the other room, and one of the guys called my phone. So I'm in the other room, and I glance over, and I yell across to the other room across the hall going, hey, can you answer my phone? It's Peter calling. Mm. So it's one of those things where he just picks up and it's like, how'd you know that? I'm like, it's the smartwatch. Or you could have set a ringtone for him. Now, I work in radio. My phone's always on vibrate because the last thing I want to do is be in a studio while somebody's on the air and have my phone go off. (laughs) I I believe you have that experience here on the show. Yes, which is why now my phone is like always on vibrate. Yeah. Especially with the watch, which is kind of funny because I actually received a call from work while we were recording. Nice. So... Yeah, it was too much for me. I wanted to. I really did. So if it drops down to what what price range are you looking for? That is if it drops down to that, you're going to get it right away. If it's I don't know. If it's, if it's, if, if you'd okay. asked me a week ago, if you'd asked me a week ago and said $600, I probably would have said like, yeah, I'd, I'd probably pay that. And so I don't know because they put it at $600 and I said, "No. No, that's not no, not doing that." So I don't know. 200 probably definitely almost certainly. 300 maybe. 400 is pushing it. 400 maybe if I had just gotten like a bonus or a tax refund. 
But then I started thinking about the other things I could spend that money on. This is the problem with growing up is like, well, $400 would buy me that or I could get an electrician to come and hook up a uh, my new water heater. <laughs> hot water virtual reality. Right. Well, if I'm in virtual reality, what do I need hot water for? Showers. <laughs> Overrated. I can just go to work and take a shower. Ar, har, har. I actually can. We have showers on campus. Yeah, no. So, um, is there anything else you want to hit here? Because we're starting to go long. Uh, there's the Psychonauts being founded. Zuckerberg wanted an AI. They named some new elements. No, uh, they haven't. They uh, haven't named them yet. They've discovered them. They've officially like. Oh, they, I thought uh, they they named. Okay. No, no, they're going to name them soon. They currently had you know the temporary names of like Ununnunium or Unoctobium yeah, or something one, like one that. One one eight essentially. Yeah, Ununoctium okay. is one one eight. This one, I want. I do want to hit this about the the fact that there are two games, FIFA sixteen and Just Cause three, which were released in December, which haven't been cracked yet. Really? Yeah. They have a new system called Denuvo, D-E-N-U-V-O, which is not, as the company is is very, like, they, they emphasize a lot on their own site, it is not DRM. It does not do DRM. The DRM is somewhere else. The DRM is things like, this is a Steam game or an Origin game. That's the DRM. What the Denuvo system does is it prevents people from modifying the game files. So you can't circumvent the DRM. No, it's baked into there, and Denuvo is basically what, encrypts everything on there? Nope, oh. nope, it doesn't yeah. encrypt it. Because encryption would cause a performance issue, and it would say, like, you can't do read-writes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Nope, it's, it's a different method. They aren't saying exactly what it is, because they don't want to give away what they do. But it's causing uh, the the hacking community to run into issues. The real fun part is when you start doing some investigation and you say, oh, well, who the hell are these people? Genuvo is the new company. This is from their website. Formed from a management buyout of the Sony DADC Digital Works team. The team that developed Securom. Oh, God. It's the same people who worked on Securom. But yeah, they're evidently it's being super effective. Well then, that's I guess good and bad. I mean, if they're doing it without opening security holes and being assholes like they did in Securom, then yeah, that's good. Yeah. There is nothing bad there. There's unfortunate for people who are pirating software. But that's it. Hmm. All right, random okay. Can, can I do one security thing, though? Yeah, I guess. You want to do Comcast? Yeah. Go do Comcast. Comcast Xfinity Home Security System um, has a big flaw because uh, when sensors um, are basically disconnected from the base system, yeah. i.e. if you, you know, did some radio jamming, um, they fail, basically they fail closed. Or they fail, is it the fail closed or fail open? I don't know. Either way, if it fails, you can, you know, you can disc, you can jam the, the radio frequency that everything's connected to. Yeah. You can open said alarm system with the jam there. It won't be able to talk to the home system, you know, get yourself in and then close it again and then turn off the jamming. Um, the device will not report that it had been opened. Ah. And um, when it tries to reconnect, um, it took anywhere from several minutes to three hours to reconnect with the base station. So somebody could just, you know, radio blast your system, put on the jamming for a bit, everything will disconnect after a short period of time, and then it turn it off, and then things could take up to three hours to reconnect back with the home station. Seems like a bad system. Yes. So, uh, luckily people uh, contacted um, Comcast about it. Yeah, who said... Um, well, Comcast says in a comment saying that they use the same advanced industry standard technology the nation's top home security providers and the issues being raised by all home security systems that use wireless connectivity for door, window, and other sensors to communicate. It's reviewing this research and will probably work with other industry partners and major providers to identify possible solutions that could benefit our customers and the industry. Okay. And the Carnegie Mellon, basically the, the Carnegie Mellon security guys actually put out a vulnerability note for this. And the solution is that they don't have one yet. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Comcast, you got problems. A little bit. At least little they know bit. about it. At least yeah. they know Yeah, whether or not it. they do something about it. Yes. Okay. Now, random review. Random review. 
It is your week, Dave. My week. Yeah. I bought a rice maker. I would like to review it. How do you pronounce this name? Uh, I need to go back to it. Where did I set that file? Because I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. It is the Zojirushi. Zojirushi. Close enough. Okay. Zojirushi. Three cup rice cooker and warmer. I had a rice maker. It, it was they like it was actually hand me down. It was Brendan's old rice maker that he had in college. Uh, it was just a little simple device. It was like the twenty dollar Target rice maker. You put in rice, you put in water, you put on the lid, you turn it on. Yeah, and it it made decent rice. It was just fine. Yeah, we uh, have one of those. Yeah, those are fantastic. They are great, especially like in college. This doesn't actually do much more than that but it's just so much more convenient and nice and it looks good and it cooks it in my opinion a little better yeah ours that we have i'm not sure if i actually still have it or not i'll have to go look in the abyss of our kitchen yep to see if we still own it but um we put the rice in we put the water in we hit the thing there and the rice would actually burn on the bottom so it's like your timer is off but there's nothing we can do about it because we can't control the timer right so on this one you you don't actually really control the timer either you do have several settings things for white rice brown rice mixed rice porridge if you would like to make some oatmeal uh it does have a timer for when would you like the rice to finish cooking Oh, that's Which nice. is to say, I don't care when it starts, but I would like rice tonight at 5.30. So I go downstairs and I put all the stuff in and I hit the timer and I set it to be 5.30 and then say go. And it will figure out what it needs to do to finish it by 5.30. Well, that's nice. It also has the warming function of just keeping the rice warm. And I did an unintentional test of this the other day because I forgot that I had turned on, like, I forgot I still had rice. And so I came down in the morning, and the rice was still warm and fluffy. What? And not burned. If I had done that with our rice cooker. You'd have started a fire. Yes. Yeah. I have made rice for just rice. I have made rice for uh, a a rice-ish dessert, which is essentially just rice. I put cinnamon and sugar on it. It's delicious, and you should try it. I made rice for chicken soup. I have made rice for stir-fry dishes. It's fantastic because you just you put the rice in and you are good. It handles the weight. It handles the volume. It figures out what you need. The markings are quite clear of one cup of rice means this much water. It even has the differentiations between the different kinds of rice and how much water you need. It's just nice. But you're saying it's just a rice cooker, though. Like, you it is, can't do... It's it's not designed for other things. Like, as I said, you could cook oatmeal in it or quinoa. A lot of people cook quinoa in it. You could probably cook, like, beans in it. But it's not a slow cooker. It is a rice cooker. All right. So my one my my one con with this... Yeah. Um... 113 bucks? Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's it's expensive. This is actually what is considered to be a mid-grade rice cooker. I, I, I am fearful to see what the high-end rice cooker is. Clay pots. God, I don't know if I could do $113 for a rice cooker. That's just... Uh, yes, yeah. I, like I said, ours burns the rice. Yep. This does not burn the rice. It, it has cooked it perfectly every time. In fact, last time I even dropped an egg in the rice as well. Uh, that was unfortunately overcooked. The egg was solid. It was essentially a hard-boiled egg. So that did not work well. But it did work. It was in there. And there was a hard-boiled egg. I wonder if I could just put eggs in there and tell it to boil it. Are you willing to try that out on your 113 yeah, rice Yeah, I mean, what's it going to do? Yeah. I put water and eggs in there. What's it going to do, Andy? It's not like it's going to explode. True, it's just going to, you know, hard-boil the eggs if they're too long. How how big is this, by the way? Not very. Uh, it has a smaller footprint than the stand mixer. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, about the size of, like, a food processor, a small food processor. Okay, because, yeah, our, our rice cooker had, like, the same footprint as our slow cooker, and that counter space in this apartment is at a premium. It has yeah. to... Uh, this is... Where am I? I'm looking about 10 inches by... 14 inches would be my guess. I'm sure there's a size on this page uh, somewhere. Is, you have the three cup one, right? Yeah. Uh, seven and a half by a 12 by nine. Okay, there you go. So a foot. 
by 10. It's 10 by a foot. It's Andy. Yep. It's just a little bigger than a piece of paper. Yeah. Okay. Piece of paper is eight and a half by 11. This is nine by 12. So yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. In fact, I think the nine is height. So it's even smaller than that. So it's the seven and a half by 12. Yeah. Okay. So, but still it's about the size of a sheet of paper. Yeah. All right. So if you can fit a piece of paper on your counter somewhere, you can essentially fit this. Gotcha. It's really good. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Okay. It's kind of funny because next week I'm going to review our, the, the sous vide system that I just got for Christmas. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So yeah. Also, by the way, but you know, we got to talk about food at some point. Of course. Also, by the way, I'm not alone in thinking of, of being happy with this. If you scroll down to the customer reviews oh geez four and a half stars 4.7 stars with 1,400 reviews. Granted, I'm looking at the, oh, the 5,000 reviews, but that's 4.3 uh, stars for the Aroma 8-cup, 4-cup uncooked digital rice cooker, and that's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Might have to have a cooker off. Granted, I don't have any counter space, so I will not get this rice cooker. So I still got to figure out where to put our sous vide stuff. <laughs> right. Anything else you want to say? Good nope. rice cooker. Good rice cooker. All right. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Would you spend a week at a nudist colony with your with your significant other's father if it meant you got free babysitting every Saturday for a year? And in parentheses, it has yes, you both are naked. I mean, a nudist colony is very large. <laughs> are you gonna run away and hide and you know, uh, or go swimming and exercising? True. Or sit and play games. I think I'd have a hard time convincing Ward to go to a nudist colony. Actually, I, also I don't think I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to run and hide. I think he just wouldn't do anything. He would sit in the bed all day and smoke. Yeah, I have a. I have a, a feeling, and that's that about it. My father-in-law would also not be keen on going to the nudist colony. Yeah. Granted, I don't know how well of a babysitter he is. But uh, it didn't say that he'd be the babysitter. Oh yeah. If I, if I got free babysitting every. Saturday. Yeah, okay. So if we got, like, an actual babysitter. Right. And, like, babysitting is is not cheap. No. What's the going rate? It's probably, like, 15 bucks an hour. Probably 15 to 20, somewhere in that range. So every Saturday, call it 50 Saturdays. 50 times 15 times, what do you think? An average of, like, three and a half hours? I don't know. It, it There's no time limit on the babysitting. Right. Well, but I figure, like, some Saturdays you're just not going to go out. True. Other Saturdays you're going to go out for upwards of seven hours. So you're looking at about, call it $3,000. So the real question is, would you spend a week at a nudist colony with your father-in-law for $3,000? It would all just be, what type of interaction do I have to have with them? And they also would have to... If they show up and then, like, two hours later, just nope out of it, if we still get... <laughs> Do we still, we still get, get, the, <laughs> we yeah. still get the, the buddy at yeah. the babysitting if they just decide, like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, granted, I if, I would out, still like, have, if I would still would have to stay there for a week, I'd be okay with it, if, especially if they noped out early. The first day would be the, the hardest. The first couple hours would be the hardest. I think after that, it probably wouldn't be too bad. probably no. wouldn't be bad at all. It'd probably just be, like... It's a thing. Naked people, people everywhere. You, you, you just get numb to people. it. You'd have right. just, you know. It, it wouldn't even be numb to it. It's just you'd realize that there are naked bodies. Everywhere. Okay. Hey, who wants to go play Settlers of Catan? <laughs> yes, do a lot of sit-down gaming. I mean, like, that's what would happen, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> who wants to go read a book? Right, so... I, I could get a lot yeah. of reading done. And there's there are, there are uh, uh, not ethics, but like, oh shit, what's the word? Ah, second time this podcast this has happened. Not ethics, not rules, not taboos. Try and describe what you're trying to it starts, say. It starts with a C, uh, things that everyone does out of, out of niceness and habit. Uh... It's not conform. Courtesies? Courtesies? Uh, it's, I'm, it's not courtesies, but I'll take courtesies. Like, there are courtesies that people follow. Convention! There are conventions that people follow. There we go. Of, okay. like, taking a towel with you so that you have something to sit on. So, it's not, like, it's not a bunch of naked people. It's people who are nude. Yes. All right. I think that's that? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's that. Okay. Well, well, this has been fun and exciting. No, this has definitely been a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. 
can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.